Welcome into the Inside the NFL Prospects podcast series. I'm Jack Borowski, joined here alongside my co-host, Brian Sternberg. On this episode, we are fortunate to be joined by Jamar Boogie Watson. Jamar is a top linebacker for the upcoming 2021 NFL Draft as he just finished his career at Kentucky, where he had 18 and a half sacks, 28 and a half tackles for a loss, and six force fumbles. Jamar, thanks for joining us on the podcast. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Starting things off, Jamar, we know pre-draft process right now, in between the end of your career and the NFL draft, with COVID and everything, there's going to be limited times that scouts are going to be able to see you, talk to you. So during this time, what are you working on to make sure you're prepared to impress them when you get in front of them? Uh, right now, I'm just trying to get my body in the best shape that I can be in. You know, uh, going through a season, you know, you kind of get locked in on the season and, you know, weightlifting and things like that kind of take a back seat to the season in general. So just trying to get back as strong as I can, get my body back right um, and taking care of these drills, you know, trying to get my 40 down, um, get my other drills down just in case there is, you know, a combine or a pro day and um, coaches want to see me perform, you know, certain combine drills. Just trying to, you know, work on those each and every day and trying to get those, um, the best looking that I can. And Jamar, one part of the pre-draft process is deciding to go with the agency. You went with agency one. Uh, How have they helped you uh, through this journey, whether it be the interview process, the training, just overall, how have they helped you so far? Uh, They helped me tremendously. Um, They've helped, they've guided me down to the, the, um, Place that I'm working out now in bar is Barra's facility down in Deerfield Beach, Florida. Um, they are they set that up. Um, they put me in position to work out with very good trainers, um, and I've been eating good and doing all those things for me to make sure that I can perform to the best of my ability each and every day during this process. So they've done a lot for me. Jamar, with the career you had and as high caliber prospects you are. A lot of agencies coming after you. What separated agency one from from the rest of the pack and made you decide this is the agency that I want to be a part of and, and continue my career with? I just felt most comfortable with agency one. Um, when I, every time I spoke with them, um, the conversations were natural. Um, I didn't have to force, you know, a certain personality. I didn't have to do anything, you know, outside of being myself. Anytime that I talked to them. So um, I value that uh, relationship that I've built with them over that time period. Um, I just felt like most comfortable with them, like I said, and I trusted you know, the, the process that they laid out for me, you know, going into the pre-draft process and then even post, you know, football, the career plan and the process that they had set up for me um, throughout my whole career was just something that I felt I couldn't pass on. And Jamar, when thinking about Agency One, they have some big guys in the NFL like Levante David, Denzel Perryman, just to name a few. Seeing that they sign with Agency One, like yourself, has that motivated you at all? Definitely. You know, Levante David, like you said, is one of the best, if not the best, uh, linebackers you know in, in, in the NFL. So to see them, you know, have such a high caliber player, and for that player to be you know, linked with agency one for for 10 years now, you know, it definitely shows that how good the agency is, you know, and what they can provide for me as a player, um, the same way they did for him and guys like Denzel Perryman, 
and Rashad Robinson and those guys who are, you know, playing in the NFL and have multiple years stacked in the NFL and they haven't decided to switch agents or anything like that. It shows you, you know, how good the agency is. And Jamar, for fans out there who are following the draft, want to know who their team's selecting, what type of player are they going to be seeing when Jamar Watson steps on the field? I think I'm going to get a versatile player, um, a guy who's going to play all ball linebacker, a uh, guy who's going to rush the passer off the edge, a guy who's going to play in space, um, you know, covering, been in the SEC for the last few years. I've had, been tasked with, you know, rushing, you know, big offensive tackles from the SEC and also covering slot receivers and running backs out of the backfield in the SEC. So I think I bring a, you know, a good versatility uh, to whatever team that decides to take a chance on me. And Jamar, if you could sum up your career at Kentucky, how would you describe it? Um, that's a good question. Um, personally, um, I would call you know my experience at Kentucky life changing. Because um, going to Kentucky, I never would imagine uh, that I'd be a three-year starter at an SEC school um, and have a chance to play in the NFL. You know, honestly, I went to. University of Kentucky, you know, I was just happy to be on scholarship, you know, happy to be a part of a team. And I wasn't really thinking too much down the road about the future. So uh, for me to be able to go there, you know, and produce enough on the field, you know, get my degree, have a chance to go to the NFL, you know, it's a very life-changing experience. And I'm very grateful for, you know, what Kentucky offered me. At what point during your college career, Jamar, did you realize – all right, there's a chance that I, I could hear my name called and I could r- make it to the NFL. Well, I would say during uh, the 2018 season, uh, that was the year that uh, we had a pretty good team. We were ranked throughout the whole year. Um, we got up to um, the number nine ranking was the highest ranking we got. And that year we had a lot of pros um, that left after that year. The good senior class, um, some notable guys like Josh Allen, Mike Edwards, Benny Snell, um, all those guys were on that team and ended up going to the NFL that year. And for me, I was, that was my first year starting. So I kind of was making plays, you know, on the platform that those guys had established for us and the team. And I was making plays with them, you know, as a sophomore, redshirt sophomore. So after that, you know, season, I kind of realized, like, I've made some plays. You know, the, the name uh, had a chance to get out there during that season. So going into my junior season, I just knew that if I could, you know, kind of step it up another level from that sophomore year that, you know, I might have a chance. And Jamari just mentioned a few guys, Mike Edwards, Josh Allen, Benny Snell, just to name a few that have gone through this Kentucky football program and are now succeeding at the next level. Seeing where they've gone to now, has that motivated you at all? Oh, my gosh, absolutely. You know, just seeing those guys, you know, it's one thing to get to the NFL, but, you know, each of those guys have been, you know, highly productive for, you know, their second season in the NFL. You know, so being back at school, you know, in my apartment, watching those guys on TV um, that was just in the locker room with me, guys that I had good relationships with that I spent a lot of time with during my career, seeing those guys, you know, in their first two seasons make winning plays, um, making big plays, you know, it's just very motivational for me. And I'm very excited for those guys. Being teammates and playing a similar position to, to Josh Allen, having him in the program, 
what were you able to learn from him when you were younger? I was able to learn a lot. You know, Josh, um, I, I came in with him. He was one year older than me. So I was kind of able to, we kind of grew together. You know, I watched him grow into the player he was. Um, because when I got there, he hadn't, he hadn't started a game there. So when I got there, we, I was able to watch him grow, you know, into the player that he was. And I just watched how hard he worked, you know, how serious he took the game, how serious he took every practice, you know, every weight room um, day, every fall camp practice day when guys, you know, don't want to, might not want to be there on that third week of camp. You know, I saw how serious, how detailed he was, you know, going through his career. And it kind of just made me more detail-oriented and made me want to work even harder just seeing the work he put in and how um, it benefited him in the long run. And Jamar, going back to your first uh, career psych against Tennessee, was that a moment of like relief for you? And what was that feeling like when you did get your first sack? Oh man, that was that was a moment of joy. You know, I have that picture blown up. Uh, I remember that play forever. You know, that was a, my first, you know, um, career sack. Like you said, it was at our home stadium, um, and it was against Tennessee, a team that we hadn't beat at that stadium for quite some years. I can't remember the exact record at that time, but it was a big game. Uh, the crowd was rocking that night, and uh, I remember that for the rest of my life. Jamar, being in the SEC this season was obviously a little different in terms of just the overall atmosphere. But what what was it like being able to play your home games and going on the road and being a part of an SEC atmosphere? Man, that kind of ties back to, you know, my answer. Life changing, you know. That, those, those moments, you know, I won't take for granted. You know, a lot of people... Um, we're going to turn on the TV and uh, they see the stadium, see to watch the games. But for me to be able to be in those arenas and play uh, meaningful games, some of the biggest games of, you know, a Saturday slate was games that I played in against high-level SEC opponents in some of the biggest and nicest stadiums in the world. Uh, so for me to be able to experience those uh, different moments is, is, is was life-changing for me. And it's definitely something that, you know, I try to cherish, you know, going forward. And Jamar, when you first arrived at Kentucky, was there uh, a player or a coach that kind of took you under their wings and helped you a lot? I would probably say Josh Allen, you know, because um, when I got there, the coach, we had a couple coaching changes, you know, our first couple of years together at the outside linebacker position. So it was kind of me and him and a couple other guys who were kind of there through that whole transition. So he kind of, you know, took me under his wing, you know, made sure that I was working hard, you know, making sure I was doing the things that I needed to do, you know, to be the best player that I can be. So I would definitely say Josh, you know, he was kind of like a big brother to me, you know, going throughout my career. Jamar. In addition to having a lot of defensive talent, you guys had arguably the best offensive line in all of college football the past few seasons. How did going up against those guys in practice help your development as a football player and prepare you for for the opponent you were going up against? Man, those guys have helped me a lot. You know, even dating back to my freshman year, sophomore year when I was a little lighter, you know, not as strong as I am now. Um, going against some guys like George Asafo, you know, it's, we have, some, of course, we have some guys now, Landon Young and Kennard, but people don't know 
their freshman season, they were playing behind Georgia Safo and Kyle Meadows, guys who kind of went under the radar. But George, you know, really made me take the weight room that much more seriously. Because George, man, that freshman, sophomore season, he was kind of tossing me around. I was a young, young, skinny freshman. And I saw how strong he was. And I knew that if he was this strong and he was, you know, this caliber of tackle, then this is what I would have to be dealing with, you know, in the SEC. So just going, playing against him, you know, young, young freshman and sophomore, and then transitioning into Landon Young and Darian Kennard. Um, this O-line has helped me tremendously get better within my game because during practice and during the week, I'm playing against some of the best tackles in the league. So they definitely helped me get better as a player, you know, over these last few years. And Jamar, film is such an important aspect of football, being able to understand, break it down, uh, study defensive tendencies, offensive tendencies for you. How would you say your film study habits uh, progress as your collegiate career went on? Um, I, my, I got much better. Um, I would say when Coach White came, Coach Brad White came from the Indianapolis Colts, um, it became our outside linebackers coach and then eventually our defensive coordinator. Um, when he came, he kind of taught me how to watch film in a whole different, you know, light going into my sophomore season. So I would say, you know, those first two years there, uh, I was kind of just watching, you know, just just to be watching kind of. And then when he came, he kind of taught me what to watch, how to watch, you know, different things to pick up on, you know, while I'm watching film. And he kind of really took my, you know, film watching abilities to a whole other level. Jamar, was there a play or moment in a game where it, it clicked for you? You saw something on film and then you, you attacked whatever it may be in that offensive line and it led to success? Um, I would say, you know, every game kind of had tendencies that, you know, kind of end up playing out. And I was able to, you know, maybe do some um, here and there to, to to work off of that. But I would say the biggest game for me was uh, Louisville 2019. Um, I mean, you could just watch the whole defense. Every The tendencies that were showing up, you know, throughout the week for them on that Saturday, I mean, they were just so obvious. And we were all able to play so fast. And we were calling, you know, plays out during the game. And that was just kind of the craziest moment for me and for us as a defense because we were just so ready to play that week. Um, against them because they had been having so much hype throughout the season. And we had took film study so so serious that week that during the game, we were literally calling out their plays before they happened. So that was probably the moment for me as a player, um, just knowing, you know, almost every play that was coming. There's a lot of uh, future, a lot of potential, a lot of talent on this Kentucky football team. Uh, in terms of, the 2022 NFL draft are there players that you believe that we as the media should know about oh yeah there's a few um Darian Kennard Yusuf Corker Chris Rodriguez DeAndre Square Luke Fortner Justin Rigg Josh Ali Ian Upshaw there's a few more guys I feel like I'm leaving all, but that was probably a lot right there. But I feel like all of those guys literally have a chance to get drafted. 
most definitely all super talented are gonna and are gonna help this Kentucky football team stay super competitive. Another aspect to think about Kentucky originally basketball school, but what you guys have been able to do in the SEC has been incredible as of late. Being under Coach Stoops, what was that ex- experience like to be under him, and how did your guys' relationship grow over time? Oh, man, I love Coach Stoops, man. Coach Stoops is the ultimate player coach. Um, he's a very, very easygoing uh, coach, you know, of course, until you make a mistake, but so this is a very, you know, very easygoing, very player player oriented coach. Um, he likes his team being player led. He likes the leaders of the team taking care of the problems within the team before they get to him. You know, so he's a very, uh, very heavy on having good leadership uh, from the team within itself. So our relationship grew uh, more and more as I became, you know, one of the expected leaders and captains of the team. That relationship just continues to grow because whatever he wanted us to get done as a team, he will relate to us as the leaders and captains. And then from there, from there, relate to the players. Um, so our relationship grew, you know, as my role on the team grew. But Coach Stoops is a very good coach, man. I appreciate everything he's done for me. He's just someone that you know you can talk to whenever you want. He's gonna sit down and talk to you if you need to, tell you what you need to hear, tell you what you might might not want to hear. Might tell you, keep it real with you. But uh, yeah, I definitely appreciate it, Coach Stoops. Jamar, relationships are so important. Having strong relationships with your teammates on and off the field adds to the team chemistry. We know that with COVID and everything, things were restricted, but were there certain activities you guys would like to do when you guys are not playing football? It was tough, like you said, it was definitely tough. But uh, most of us, Especially, you know, the seniors in um, my class, we kind of did a lot of, like, we would get together, hang out, watch some games, play card games, do things like that, like a kickback type of vibe, you know, more often than not, because you can't go out, you can't go to, you know, certain things that you would like to do. So we would do that. And then also coaches would have their position groups over for meals, dinners, um, and just hang out like that. So it had to be a lot more position group oriented or class oriented because of, you know, the COVID restrictions. But I think as a team, you know, we did a good job of trying to stay connected and make the most out of the time. Jamar, being a senior during the these unprecedented times and, and what we dealt with, um, starting with last March and if, totally affecting everything that happened with the season, how did you take on an even bigger leadership role to make sure everyone was following all the procedures that needed to take place so that you guys could have a successful season and put together the best team possible week in and week out? Right. That was a tough task, man. You know, um, it, lay, it fell on us uh, leaders and captains to make sure that everybody was on board and doing what they needed to do to stay safe. Um, so we don't have, we didn't have to get shut down because during the summer, I know you guys remember the biggest thing for the summer was programs were getting shut down. They couldn't work out for two weeks. Um, they couldn't lift, couldn't run, you know, during that June, July period. So for us, guys were, we didn't want that to happen because we knew some guys may not be working out as hard um, if, they don't, if they don't have to go to the facility or can't go to the facility. So we were just trying to keep guys on top of that, making sure they, we all had the same goal in mind. And I think for the team that we had last year, 
Um, knock on wood, we didn't we didn't get shut down. We didn't have any no stoppage of play during the summer and going to the fall camp because I think so many guys were ready to play and understood um, that the season was more important than anything you can do in that in the city of Lexington. Jamar, hypothetical question: If you could be trained by one player currently in the NFL or retired, who would it be and why? I would have to say Von Miller. Uh, even though I just heard he's going on the criminal investigation, so that might be. <laughs> but uh, Von, uh, my favorite player, uh, been my favorite player. One of the reasons I, you know, started playing football and sticking with football is because just watching Von play. Um, everything he did on, does on the field as a pass rush basis, as a you know linebacker. Um, I like to imitate. I like to do what he does, and he's just someone that I will want to be trained by. Jamar read that you're one of three players uh, that that were able to participate in a, a week long service trip in Ethiopia. What was that experience like for you, and and what did you take away from it? Right, so, so another question that reverts back to my life changing answer. Um, the opportunity really, you know, helped help me um, be more humble, be more cherished the things that I was able to, you know, do while you know I'm here in America. Um, when you go to Ethiopia and the parts that I visited, um, you get another perspective on life. You see, you can't take things for granted. You know, after you see those things that I saw. Um, there's kids who, you know, haven't had anything to eat in weeks, um, but they kind of have a smile on their face and they're kind of excited to wake up the next day and see what they see what they can find and see what they can do. Um, so when you see things like that, um, it kind of brings you to a very humble spot, you know, knowing that there's people in the world living like that while you're complaining about you know, your fries not being well done enough or something like that. You know, it just kind of puts things into perspective about how you go about your daily life. So that's something that will stick with me forever. Um, I have a bracelet that I wear every day that I got from Ethiopia. Um, and it kind of every time I look down and see it, you know, I just think of a memory I have from being there. And I'm very grateful that I was able to go on the trip. And Jamar, when thinking about the NFL, you're going to find that NFL contract. You're going to get the signing bonus. What's the first thing you'd like to do with that extra money? Put it in the bank and not touch. <laughs> no, I, said, uh, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I've never really thought about that. Uh, I'm not a big spender guy. Uh, I'm very modest, modest liver. Um, so... I'll probably get some anything that I need at the time. Uh, I have a 04 Mazda right now for my car, so probably swap that out for for a new car and keep it pushing from there. <laughs> Jamar, everyone has their why for for why they play football, why they get up in the morning and, and work their butt off day in and day out to achieve this goal. What is that why for you? Um. My why is a little different than a lot of guys. My why is for my my personal self. I like seeing if I can achieve every goal that I set for myself. So for me, when I wake up, I know that my goal is to play in the NFL. So for me, when I wake up tomorrow, I'm thinking, 
my goal is for me to go to the NFL. So today, I got to go work out. I got to go lift. I got to go do these things. Am I willing to do each of these things to get my goal down in the future? So for me, I kind of wake up just seeing, testing myself. I like testing myself. I like seeing what kind of guy I'm going to be at the end of the day. I'm going to go, did I, you know, do everything to achieve my goal or did I not? So I kind of like testing myself and that's kind of my why, why I want to do what I need to do each and every day. And Jamar, for our last question, for any rising high school football player, what is the best piece of advice you could give to one of them? Stay the course. I would say stay the course. Um, Things are going to always go your way. There's going to be a lot of days that there's no immediate reward, no tan- no tangible reward for the work that you put in or for whatever you went through that day. There's going to be nothing that you may get in return to show you that what you did today is going to help you get to where you're going to be. But just know that if you're doing everything you can the right way, that eventually uh, you'll get your return on your investment. That was Jamar Woogie Watson, formerly with the Kentucky Wildcats, now top prospect for the upcoming 2021 NFL Draft. We appreciate all your time and insight and wishing you the best of luck throughout the entirety of this process. Thank you. I appreciate you all for having me.